This podcast is sponsored by Audible. Audible, stay connected, informed, and inspired. Try Audible Premium Plus for 30 days free. Your 30-day trial comes with one credit, two credits for Prime members, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. With the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals, you can listen all you want. No credits needed. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash entertainmentrants to start your Audible Premium Plus 30-day trial today. $14.95 a month after 30 days. Cancel any time. Audible, it's time to start listening. Welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast, your number one opinion source for all things entertainment. Join host Marco Mazzola as he sounds off on the latest movies, TV, music, gaming, comic books, and more. Now, here's the man of the hour, Marco Mazzola. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Entertainment Rant Podcast. I just cut that right off. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> you really did, man. Like, what? Look at this thing. I am, as always, your host, Mark Mazzola. And as you can see, we are joined once again by Marie Brownhill from the Trekkers Delight Podcast. Hello, Marie. Hi, everybody. How are you? It's been so long since we chatted. All of 24 hours. I was about to say, like... <laughs> A little about 24, less than, obviously. We ended a lot later last night. So, um, yeah, we are uh, rocking and rolling on some Constantine tonight. In some theory. 2005 Keanu Reeves Constantine. And Rachel Wise, let's not forget that. Of course, no, we'll go through the, yeah, we'll definitely go through the whole cast list and talk about everybody that's on in there and, and you know, our thoughts. And um, I'm going to give it to you. Let's watch the trailer and then I'll give it to you. We'll do some sort of plot, you know, kind of an idea of what the plot really is and what's, what's going on during this movie. Cause I think you have, yeah, quote unquote, I think you have more of a love for this movie than I do. If I remember from us talking about it, uh, not to say that you love, love, love the movie. You just have more of a love. You know, I think I have, I think this is good to be like Tango and Cash, honestly. <laughs> I really do. Because of how much you loved it back in the day. Right? Back I mean, I think, Mark, I think, Marco, you're just on a mission to destroy my childhood. Is, is what this is. It very well could be. It very well could be. Jason Craig in the house. Hello, Jason. Yo, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you, my friend. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I didn't like this movie from the get-go. Like I just, you know, and I don't get me wrong. I love me because it wasn't real Constantine. That yeah. was the issue. I'll always like be pissed. When it's not yeah. real, whatever. Enter, enters, you know, uh, property name here. I don't really care. You know, it, it, you go through all the bother, and then you don't make it what it was supposed to be, and you put your own little stink on it, and your own little twist on it, and your own little cutesiness to it. I will always be pissed about that. <laughs> But fortunately, that's why we have entertainment rants. So yeah, think, let's go ahead and watch the trailer and get, get the shit out of it. Yeah, let's, let's. And then we let's, can talk about why it's terrible. Let's watch this uh, wonderful trailer. I'm sure it's going to be just banging. There we go. Again, it's 2005. Yep. Cold. Sure about this? No. <laughs> Mr. Constantine, I'd like to ask you a few questions. I know the circles you travel in, the occult exorcisms. Easy there, hero. That's Dragon's Breath. I thought you couldn't get it anymore. Oh, I, uh, <clears throat> I know a guy who knows a guy. 
I thought that you could at least point me in the right direction. Yeah, okay, sure. Please. What if I told you that God and the devil made a wager for the souls of all mankind? No direct contact with humans. That would be the rule. Just influence. See who would win. Demons stay in hell. Angels in heaven. They call it the balance. I need to see what you see. You do this, there's no turning back. You see them. They see you. Understand? fantastic in that it actually captures just how weird this movie is and is yep. trying to do so many things and it does none of them well yes agreed <laughs> absolutely agree so and it does i mean and, you know it's kind of you, know, you look at the cast list it's got a really good cast mm-hmm. yeah it really does you know so i wanted to love it more than i did but i think it's one of those movies where like once you get to matt ryan you actually hate the movie even more yeah. For what they tried to do and, and completely missed. You know what I mean? Because um, he kind of epitomizes what that character was meant to be. Um, you know, he looks <laughs> like the character. He sounds like the character. He acts like the character. David Bowie with a personality disorder, mm. you mean? Yeah. And it just, Keanu Reeves, and I love Keanu Reeves. I just don't think he was the, a good fit for this movie. I don't think he, he was the right choice uh, by any no, means. because basically he's playing Neo as Constantine. And the problem is, is that Constantine's exactly. an asshole. Yeah. Um, like I think it's one of the first it's the first or second story for Constantine where he literally feeds his best buddy um to a hunger demon uh and then bricks his ass up and then goes out for drinks like right. that that sets the tone mm-hmm. for Constantine as a character right in Hellblazer yes um and the problem is with this particular Constantine. It's still Keanu Reeves and Keanu Reeves' inner decency just just shines out of him. Yes. He's just not able to capture the dickishness that characterizes Constantine. No, because you don't really see Keanu Reeves as a dick. Like, I mean, I'm trying to go through the catalog in my head, you know, and what movie did he really play kind of an asshole or, you know what I mean? And and, and if he did, did he pull it off really well? He just kind of seems like that laid-back dude you know what i mean that he wasn't bill and ted's in real life you know I mean, what i mean also Just especially in going the movie, this, is, this is sort of matrix era so he's mm-hmm. still kind of rocking the neo aesthetic right yes um and we're de- i definitely get a very neo vibe yeah, off of constantine yeah. um which so is I not- did back then and now again you know then i know it's hard to do that right because this is well before matt ryan took took the role and did anything with it so it it does it's sort of like reverse hatred 
for the movie. I hate it in the past, you know, now in the future. Like that right, should because be I, isn't, I think this is the first film adaptation of that particular property because Constantine yeah. is, a, let's be real, Constantine is a tough property to do. Um, it is. is. The supernatural right. aspects. Um, We've had a ton of supernatural movies and it's one of those things where like you have this property and you don't really make it about the property itself, what they're doing, it's just a supernatural movie. And not a horrible one by any means, mm-hmm. right? Like, it had some redeeming clauses in a supernatural type movie. So just make it a supernatural movie. Right. And I think you would hate this so character much we know. Like, you would hate this so much less, but for the fact that it's Constantine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. You know what I mean? It, it, it's the same reason I had trouble with the Nolan Batman stuff, right? Didn't really, it's a cop in a cape just have make it that don't make it a batman movie same thing with the newer the batman right it, I, I enjoyed the movie but it's not a batman movie you know what i mean i still it's haven't like, seen that actually like i think i took your advice so i'm just gonna from the character yeah you know it, 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 it's not bad it's not a bad movie by any means i enjoyed it uh when i have 14 hours to watch it again i will um it's really ridiculously long um okay. it's overly long there's definitely some parts that still could have been cut from it but you know Again, good movie making, right? Uh, great sets. Uh, the acting's good. The special effects are great. The costuming is is good. You know, it, it does certainly doesn't look like it's made on the cheap. It definitely looks like they put some money into it with a good direction, but not for the Batman property, right? And this is the, to me, this is the same thing. You know, now yeah, for two thousand five, this is legit, yeah. right? There, are, there's legit money behind this because they mm-hmm. were le- clearly banking on both Rachel Weisz and Keanu Reeves pulling yep. people in. Yeah, um, and they did. Yeah, she, she's coming um, up with movie stuff, right? At that point, so and he's like you said, he's coming off of uh, the you know the Matrix stuff. So you know, it, it had like again, it has uh, you know Shia LaBeouf was in there, Mr. LaBeouf was in there. I could have done without him, actually. I think that's really the part that bu- that the substitution that bugged me the most. Because Talk Chaz is such I mean, Chaz is such a great character in the comics, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean he has the knowledge, right? Like, I mean, he is this brilliant dude that's been in London forever and knows all the things and and he's incredibly useful. And then we get the beef. <laughs> we get the boof. We get the yeah. boof. Um, and Which I'm just is, like, again, he's kind of that one trick pony, the sarcastic little, you know, smarmy and the kid. Is, is he is not bringing his A game. No, I mean, he, I will he, say, character in uh, iRobot that he played in Transformers. Do you I, I mean, mean it was, but it's not even as good as his Sam Witwicky, okay? Like, it's not even as yeah. good. Like, he is just obnoxiously terrible yeah. in Constantine, yeah. and and everybody else is trying really really hard like i mean there's definitely there are definitely moments when you can look at you can look at keanu and he's just like all right we're going for it um i'm thinking specifically of the time he whips off that coat uh and then starts like beating all the cgi bugs with it it's just like this is not working for you man it's just not no um and that's the other thing that really is is awful about this constantine too is like rather than the iconic trench coat um they put him in a very neo-esque Black suit. Black suit. Yeah. And it's just like, that's yeah. not what Constantine is. That's I need the is. white t-shirt with like the red tie, you know, with the pattern and the, and the trench coat, the tan trench coat. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, and that's clearly what Castiel is channeling, right? Like, I mean, that's the illusion that Castiel is making in Supernatural is to yeah. Hellblazer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. But it's, yeah. it's one of those ways where you can have this character who, you know, when you think Constantine, and you think of the way he looks, the blonde hair, the, and then you 
you do this to he's it? He's literally like, supposed to be David Bowie with a personality yeah. um, defect, right? Like, I mean, right. he's supposed to look like David Bowie. Yeah. Like, that's that's who that's who the physical model so was. you cast Keanu Reeves? And, yeah, they picked get, Keanu Reeves. I, mean, I get that. Get the, you know, get the guy who just drew in the Matrix money. I, I get it, but it doesn't mean it serves your property. No. You know, and, and you I don't even really attempt to dress him correctly. You don't attempt to say, hey, I know you get dark hair. Do you mind going blonde for this? You're going to mean nothing. Nothing. Have ever seen Keanu Reeves do anything with his hair ever? Um, no, I don't think so. Like speed, it was just short. Yeah. I remember him ever like doing Point like a break, blonde. It's short. No, no, because it was Patrick Swayze had the blonde hair, right? Right. You know what I mean? So that was Swayze, right? And and Point Break. Okay, that's what I thought I was, when I was blanking on that. But yeah, so you know, um, again, he's you know he, whether it's long or short, it's still usually the same color, and that's fine. You know, get somebody else, <laughs> get somebody else. You know, not that he's a bad actor. He just he's was not the guy. For this. He no, he's in the wrong role. He's absolutely um, in the wrong. Role. And and that's not a slight against Keanu Reeves. It's just like not this at all. Is just not his wheelhouse. Not at all. No. Um, and I don't think they quite knew how to get him into this particular story. Um, yeah. Rachel Wise is also trying to figure out what's going on. Um, there are moments when she's like, this is a romance. And then she's like, oh, but wait, no. Um, it's a mystery. Oh, but wait, no. And, you know, you can tell that she's trying to find her footing at any sort of given moment um, over and above the fact that she's doing accent work and she's kind of struggling with it, really. That's not big. Like, Constantine should have the British accent. You know, so and, why, and is, please, why is God, he in the U.S.? Like, why is he in the U.S.? Like, don't let him try. I don't want, I don't want to hear him try. No. no. There's some there actors who can actors. pull it off. We've talked about this. John Malkovich. John Malkovich never no. needs to do accent ever again. No, he can't. He's tried Russian. He's tried Malkovich, just, just do the John Malkovich and be fine with it. I don't really hear much from him these days. I wonder what happened to him. I really haven't. Uh, no, he was on. Uh, he was on one of those those shows, right? Like, I mean, he was on um, Space Force. They're already tangenting and took thirteen minutes. It's pretty good for us, actually. We took thirteen minutes to tangent to someone else who has nothing to do with right? <laughs> oh, That was Catherine. Almost He's in there. It's almost fourteen. Uh, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Let's see what let's see what that friend Craig had to say. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. Before they could get characters right, because remember, Catwoman came out. A year. Oh my god, was Catwoman really a year after this horror show with the bippy top? Oh my god, he's right. Yeah, no, they, they. It's not that they. I think. I don't think that they couldn't get characters right. I just don't think they cared. I don't think they saw the value. Like Marvel sees the value. You know what I mean? Right, Marvel has uh, recognized the fact that there are people who are invested in these characters for the characters, right? Like, right. but I mean, and, and I see your argument, Jason. I do that this is before anybody gave a shit. But the problem is, is that Warner Brothers and DC never have. Yeah, like, they never have. Okay, a little bit of both. Um, I'm going to I'm going to point out uh, Green Lantern. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. As that an was... example. <laughs> right. Um, also, I mean, I mean, they, the they tried to make him look like Green Lantern, but they just made so many bad choices. At least when you looked at it, you go, that's a shitty looking Green Lantern, but at least I know you're trying for Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. You're not doing a good job of trying, but you're trying. I can see where the right. influence I mean, were, where your thought if, process if was. If nobody had labeled this movie as Constantine, I would not have known who that was. Exactly right. Exactly. I and I would have been like, so it's Neo. <laughs> With ghosts and demons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I can work yeah. with that. Like, Absolutely. I mean, again, so 
the movie itself, we've, we've covered this, but the movie itself is not actually horrible. It's no. just a terrible Constantine movie because right. the, for a lot of reasons up to and including the fact that this was not meant to, this was never a good I, portrayal of who Constantine was. So if you went into this with a real love for the character, you're going to walk out pissed as shit. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> like one of the last diehard movies, right? Where like, hey, we have this action flick. How do we make it good? We'll throw John McClane in there way after they had the script to make this movie about a guy who has to stop the, you know, the tech criminals from taking down the social security. Oh, why don't we just make this a John McClane movie, make it a diehard and we'll get Bruce Willis in on it. And we, you know, we can't, we can't even say yippee ki motherfucker because we've got a PG 13 rating. So again, know, we, we, them in. We, we have this supernatural story. How do we tie it to something? Well, I don't know. Who, what, is, what do we have? Who, who's our supernatural guy? Oh, constantly uh, throw him in there, but we need Neo. We already booked him. We need Neo. So you look back, it's like, was this under a different title before it came out? I have no idea. You know what I mean? I have no idea. But like, I mean, I feel like it might have been and it should have been. And then they were like, oh, wait, we can shoehorn it in and get the nerds because, you know, again, you know, they they clearly have an idea, right? That that nerds have money by this point because we've had, Mm -hmm. you know, the Batman films. We've had Catwoman, as Jason points out. Um, I've tried really, really hard to block that out of my mind. So thank you for my nightmares tonight. You can't do that. You can't do that. You have to be one with them. You have to. No, you don't. And and, oh, and make them a no. part of you. You have to not never forget. You have to learn to live with the pain, not try to block the pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm it gonna, is. I'm going to sit here with my red wine and peacefully <laughs> disagree. So um, you attempt to make that pain come again. <laughs> um, so okay, so let's also talk about uh, the actual plot of the film because they create an almost an entirely new mythos um, from scratch. So talk about that. you go you go through the plot because you probably know it better than I do because I kind of my hatred for this movie kind of blocked a lot of it. <laughs> so Constantine is a psychic as a kid, and you know it drives him kind of crazy. And eventually, like I mean, his parents enroll him in like shock therapy, and you know it all goes to shit. And so he commits suicide and is dead for te- two minutes. And he discovers that it's all real. <gasps> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but now that he's a suicide technically because he did die for two minutes uh, he's condemned to hell so what Constantine tries to do with his life then is engage in exorcisms and you know general sort of supernatural house cleaning in order to buy his way back into heaven um, so that's what he's in the process of doing but He's also in the process of dying from lung cancer because he's smoked 30 cigarettes since the, since he was 15, which I thought was a, a great nod because that is actually something that Constantine would do um, yeah. up to and it, like up to the point where he becomes, you know, practically immortal because nobody wants him. Right. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. Rachel Wise, on the other hand, plays Angie Dodson, who is a cop in whatever random town this is. I don't know. I mean, right. New York, Boston, who the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, and she, her sister, her twin sister has just killed herself in a mental institution. It seems like a really shitty mental institution if they can just get out on the balcony, but we're going to leave that by itself for a minute. Um, sure. So sure. Isabel dies. She's convinced that it's not a suicide. Um, so she enlists Constantine's help. Um, and Constantine's like, yeah, BT dubs. No, it's, it's legit. 
it's legit a suicide because I found her in hell. Mm. And, um, and then they start trying to figure out why, like what happened to make this hell. Um, and it turns out that what's going on is someone is trying to summon, this is the, I love my Brio. My Brio is like, your makeup is terrible. So I'm not going to focus. <laughs> just um, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, so basically someone is trying to summon the son of Satan, Mammon. Uh, I'm going to get us banned by the way, <laughs> from what? YouTube. I'm sure someone's going to object to this, but whatever. No, so no. Mammon, like, Mammon is, is banned. Uh, who knows? <laughs> so Mammon is, so somebody's trying to summon Mammon and that's kind of a problem because uh, that violates something called the balance, which is, you know, God and, basically God and the devil have played dice with the universe. And, you know, basically it's hands off, um, except for these half breeds that can come and influence you one way or the other. Mm -hmm. um, and that's largely like Constantine lives in this sort of gray area. Um, Isabel hooks up or sorry, Angie hooks up with Constantine. They start investigating because Constantine's noticing a lot of indications that the balance is being violated. And so he enlists a number of popular characters. Papa Midnight is actually a show, like a character from Hellblazer and is fantastic. Yeah. I think he's actually the best part, like the most comic accurate um, of all the characters. Like Hansu, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a very young one, right? Like, I mean, it's just oh, like, yeah. wow. We know him um, from Games of the Galaxy and, you know, some of the Marvel stuff now, but yeah. Like, he's everywhere, though. Like, he's everywhere. Yeah. So, anyway, um, they figure out eventually that someone's trying to summon the son of, like, the son of Satan. And what, ha what has to happen is they have to have the blood of God. They also have to have, like, an extremely powerful psychic. And it turns out that Angie is an extremely powerful psychic. And Constantine actually helps her awaken those powers at one point, And it explodes his bathtub. Um, which I don't know if y'all have tried to break a bathtub. It's an impressive feat. Yeah, not easy. Right. Um, well, Angie gets like Angie gets kidnapped. Constantine has to follow her. Um, eventually, he chases it all down and discovers that um, basically everything is coming to a head in the same mental institution where Isabel died. Uh, so he runs up. Chaz also manages to fuck up pretty seriously. <laughs> because he's terrible. Chaz is played by Shia LaBeouf, and yeah, that's really yeah. all you need to know. That's kind of a given. <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> um, so Constantine runs in. Um, he tries to rescue, like he tries to keep Rachel Weisz's character from giving birth to the son of Satan. Um, and what he does is he commits suicide, and that summons the devil because the devil has wanted to claim Constantine's soul for quite some time. Apparently his soul is tasty. I don't know. <laughs> tasty soul. Like nom, 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 nom. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, I mean, it's, it's with the fresh Chianti. Is, um, uh, right. Put this up on, put on top of your head, tongue beat your brains up to get to it. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So the devil shows up and basically, you know, stop, puts a stop to this whole mess um, because Constantine's like, I don't think you want to do this because your kid is going to upset the balance. It's go he's going to try to take over your kingdom. Like it's kind of a Charlie Foxtrot. Maybe you should deal with this. Yep. And Satan's like, yeah, I gotcha. But also you're mine now, bitch. <laughs> um, and he's like, well, what do you want? Like, what do you, what can I grant you as a boon for helping me unfuck this situation? And, and Constantine asks for Isabel's soul to be released back to heaven. Um, and that's about the point where Constantine is literally like bleeding out on the floor. 
Uh, also, trigger warning. <laughs> trigger warning for this episode. Um, and because he has now sacrificed himself, knowing that nothing good is like he, he's just going to hell like he's accepted that and he's doing this for somebody else um he gets to go to heaven and this this pisses off satan a tremendous amount because satan wants him and so satan literally like rams his fingers into constantine's lungs and pulls out the tumors in a really disgusting special effect sequence yeah and you know basically fucks off well, into well, well done well done right special. right again this movie had money behind it yeah especially for 2005 yeah. um so and he fucks off to go wherever Satan to do whatever Satan things he does. Um, then Constantine is a little pissed off by this point, and he's just like, "All right, I need you to come out, Gabriel." <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out that Gabriel has been the mastermind of this entire thing. Um, and Gabriel, of course, ends up losing his their. I don't know. Pick your pronouns. Gabriel is played by Tilda Swinton, but it's very yeah. obviously um done to make it kind of like this very androgynous situation mm -hmm. so i don't mm -hmm. know what pronouns gabriel would would use i'm not sure gabriel knows what pronouns yeah. gabriel would use um so there's that uh and gabriel is just like i'm doing this for the betterment of humanity you do well when you suffer and no they're and constantine's always like humanity. you're an asshole god yeah. clearly thinks you're an asshole because you got no more wings um chewing like nicorette <laughs> and, that's, and that's the movie i'm putting the ciggies aside right that's the movie i mean a lot of other people die kind of in the middle um, and there are a lot of like there are a lot of like gruesome deaths um for 2000 again for 2005 and and for a film that's not actually intended to be a true horror film right yeah but but, but you know it's it's gross and you know it's, it's it does a lot of those things well you know it's definitely got some scary moments if you will um it's got a where, real thing for bugs man yeah it definitely which i don't like um so <laughs> i just don't just, oh my god like i mean when the bug starts crawling out of the dude's yeah. eye i thought that yeah, thing that's, was that's a fast Right, That's it's an incredibly well done sequence, but it's also one that I never want to see again. I like it's, it yeah, it's a it's a Wrath of Khan thing in the ear, you know, the earwig type. Okay, we're just gonna fast forward because I already know this part moment. Let's just move on here. Don't I've seen it once and I don't need to see it again. Yeah. Um, so, um, and not to say that I go back and watch either one of them very often, but if it's on, I see it like oh, okay. But yeah, Dirty Confession. I do not actually watch, despite the fact that it's I think the best Trek movie. I do not watch uh, Wrath of Khan all that often. Yeah. Now I watched the shit out of some Voyage Home, which clearly means that yes. my opinions are valid. But <laughs> oh no, that's that's bullshit. I find that bullshit. That's like my go-to, especially original series stuff, because yeah. that's probably one of the first ones I remember. I definitely remember seeing it in the theaters. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure I saw Con. I'm not really. I don't remember exactly. I didn't see the first one in the theater. Um, I know I saw Voyage Home in the theater, and that was like the first. I think we discussed this before. That was the first videotape my family like purchased videotape we ever owned. You know, was was Voyage Home. So I watched the shit out of that one. Yeah, no, I saw that at a church lock-in, and why they were playing Voyage Home and Highlander Two, I will never figure out. Did they not like you people, or apparently not? No, especially with Highlander Two. I mean, Voyage Home, you know, not a horrible yeah. movie. I mean, not like. You but know, again, just, I mean, when you're like when you're around, like you're locked into the like the church with your 
youth group i mean so this is this is clearly like i'm from the south and this is like a rite of passage Mm -hmm. that we all go through um and i say we all like you know most of like you know the white people really (laughs) really that's what i'm gonna say um right out there in front street yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Like, so that was definitely a thing that my mother was trying very, very hard to get me into. And um, clearly it worked out tremendously well. Sure did. Sure did. Oh, my, <laughs> oh, my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Constantine, also, this movie is very, very grounded in Catholic mythos. Like, this whole concept that, you know, it's a mortal sin to take your own life, blah, 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 blah. Other denominations don't have that. And, you know, mm-hmm. and in the and Hellblazer doesn't have a particularly Catholic bent to it. Um, it's definitely more generalized. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. this is, I think this is the part where we need to talk about, like, what are the real differences between, you know, movie Constantine and, you know, for real Constantine. <laughs> for real Constantine. I mean, there's so many, right? We could talk about the books, obviously, the Matt Ryan version. Um, you know, which which did, did you want to talk about? So let's start with Hellblazer and then let's move uh to yeah. Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan, um I encountered the Matt Ryan for the first time actually in Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, to tell you a little bit about me. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. One of my least favorite of the of the series, but yeah, yeah, but he's still fantastic though. Like, he's I great. Mean, the game right, like, too much boat shit. There's way too much sailing. Yeah. It didn't quite have the, the the sailing engine down really well. It was really cumbersome, and I mean, it wasn't it wasn't Red Dead Redemption horse riding bad, but it was pretty close. The second one, the first one, because the, the second one. one I, the first, the second one's beautiful. I love yes, the horse the second, riding. No, no, no. The second one, they they unfuck it. But like the first no. one was just such an ordeal. No. Like, trying to get that worked out. Um, yeah, but I mean, Assassin's Creed. I know we're way off topic here, but the, the Assassin's Creed, like, I feel like even from the beginning, the horse riding wasn't that bad. Like even from the first no, one, I remember no. it was pretty, um, pretty good. Like the speed and how you sped up and how it felt to ride the horse. Again, I do not understand what they thought, what they think they were doing with with pirate. I guess they were like, let's make it pirates, but um, yeah, we like pirates. Like, the Caribbean was probably you know big at the time. Everybody loves pirates. We love you know Jack Sparrow. Let's do a pirate version, right? But the good thing about it is, is that they brought us they brought us Matt Ryan, um, yeah. who then later, of course, gets hired by NBC to be Constantine. And y'all, like, this is the most perfect Constantine I think we have ever seen and will ever see. Yeah. Matt Ryan sounds the way he sounds the way he's supposed to. Um, admittedly, they do have to frost his hair. Yeah, which is fine. I, you can definitely tell it's frosted, but I'm okay yeah. with that. Like you could tell they color it, but I'm okay with that. But he, it's but also he like dickish really well. Yeah, yeah, no, like he actually. I mean, although I will say, um, the NBC version of Constantine, it was NBC, right? I'm not making that up. Yeah, because then they moved him over to, to CW, obviously, once they put him onto Legends. But once yeah. the first show went, it was, they had like one season, I think. It was one season long, and it was basically yeah. killed because uh, they brought in a telenovela actress yeah. to to do it. And she approached it like a telenovela. And don't get me wrong, there's a place in my heart for telenovelas, right? Like, I do love me an overacted drama. Yeah. It was just not Constantine, and it just didn't didn't super work, right? And again, yeah, they were also, and then again, they also sort of messed with Chaz, and then they, they did something strange with him and made him American, and that was weird. Um, yeah, but I I think I really wish that season that show had gotten two seasons because I think they were really in the process of finding their feet and figuring out what it was they wanted to do. 
Yeah, it's 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 super frustrating all over the board when you have properties that have backstory and you don't bother to really read it, understand it, and keep it going, right? The stories can be the stories, the stories that can go anywhere. You can take Constantine to space if you wanted to. It doesn't to me, it doesn't matter as long as you write a good story that's grounded in the characters history and motivations and, and, and not just the main character, the other characters, the supporting characters around them. You know, they don't always have to be, you know, well, he was a white guy, he has to be a white guy. No, I don't really care. He can be whatever, but, you know, the, the essence of the character still should still be there. He needs to be, like, he needs to be David Bowie with a personality defect. I mean, like, that I particular care, I think, does. You know what I mean? If you want to do a Constantine Earth 2 and he's whatever, I, I don't have a struggle with that. The Constantine still got to be an asshole, though. And I will well, say this. Yeah, I mean, NBC right? wasn't willing to go as far as it necessarily needs to. Remember, I talked about um, that first story with the hunger demon at the beginning mm -hmm. of, of the show. Um, they actually did that show. They did that story on the show. Like they were clearly reading the comics, but what they end up doing rather than having Constantine brick him up in a wall so he doesn't have to bother listening to listening to the screams um, and then fucking off for drinks. I, he sits there and, you know, holds the guy's hand as he dies. Um, even, the, even NBC wanted a nicer Constantine. Right. And more, than more really get. Yeah. I don't want warm and fuzzy Constantine. It just doesn't work. I mean, because, you know, like there is, there literally is a point in Hellblazer where, um, Nobody will take him. So he becomes functionally immortal because nobody wants him. Right. Like he has pissed off so many, so many characters. <laughs> like he's pissed off God. He's pissed off the devil. And oh, they're like, you make they're a like, friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Just, just, yeah. just you, you go off and we're going to create your medium place just for you. So now when they bring him over to CW and they put him on legends, what did you think of that? So to be fair, um, I didn't actually follow legends of tomorrow. Um, so, and this is going to sound terrible, but I, I have a weird relationship with the CW adaptations because they try to be dark and so a lot of them like Arrow tries really hard to be dark and gritty, like teen yeah. drama. And I'm like, that doesn't right. really work on CW. Right. Um, I will say, I think legends was actually like, I did follow the first seasons of legends before Constantine got on it. Yeah. And I thought that was actually interesting and cool and fun. And I just, you know, I had but twins fell off the wagon. Return. They kind of rewrote the script on that series. You know, they rewrote what they were trying to do on that series. And the first series was very, the first season or two was very grounded in the comic book stuff when you had Hawkman and Hawkgirl. Then when they started like switching out characters and by like the fourth season or whatever, it just became like a, a clown show. It was fun. They had musical episodes, and it was like, you know, especially when they're doing the time travel stuff, and they're, <laughs> you know, they're just doing some really wacky jump on the sun. Yeah, and, like I mean, this is literally what they do. Is the CW has tried really hard to uh, copy the Buffy formula from the '90s, right? And the pro and again, the problem is that we're not in the '90s anymore, right? Yeah, and then. I don't which know. Just the say, just to say, if you like the all in high school and everything, either you 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 can get away with that with Star Girl because they are, yeah. But in Flash and all you know those other shows, they're not. They're literally, all, literally, what they're trying to do is the fact that Grant. I mean, they're trying to capitalize on the fact that we know Grant Gustin can sing because he was in what High School Musical or whatever. He was in uh, Glee. Glee, that's what it was. Yeah, he he was a Glee, and so was um, Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. Right? and that's why they did that crossover episode where they're both singing. 
mm-hmm. which was one of the songs in my wedding, by the way. <laughs> the, I think our final like dance song was the sad. We call it Sad Flash. So this is my shocked face. <laughs> yeah, Run Home to Me, whatever it was. Yeah, we used that as our sad, our last, uh, our last dance. So love that song. I can sing the whole. Th- I'm not going to. Because you know, I appreciate my audience. Going um, <laughs> to sing it, um, but you. I can't. <laughs> I can't uh, yeah, so, I mean, it does sound like somebody beating a bag of cats when I do it, so I try not to do it in public. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, I don't bag of cats, but yeah. But yeah, I, so like I said, I have a weird relationship with like all of the CW adaptations because I think when they're good, they're really, really great, but generally they're kind of mediocre. Yeah, I think, the, and then they obviously they start to die a slow death now. Um, you know, Flash is uh, really the only one left standing from the original stuff. You know, Legends is gone, and Arrow is gone, and Batwoman's gone. Um, you know, Batwoman, Superman. I'm, I, I am actually kind of pissed off about. I understand why it happened. I understand how it happened, but I'm still kind of pissed off about it because I thought it was such an interesting take. Yeah, um, and I liked. I, I mean, I really liked seeing Ruby Rose as as yeah. Carol Kane. Um, I did too until the shit hit the fan, and you know she was didn't want to do it anymore. And that's always kind of a slow death for a show when you switch out the main character, lover or hater, you know whatever. It's like it's really tough for a show to survive very long after you switch out the main character, and everybody's gonna figure out why this other person is now Batwoman. And you're like, what? I don't. But then again, like, yes. then again, though, if you have been a long fan, long term fan of of comics, this is not new to you. No. No, <laughs> this is not Still, new. You. I'm sorry, you're new fifty-two. With her. Yeah, we had a, we had a season with her. You know what I mean? Like second by the second season, she's gone. Uh, all right, don't get don't get to know them too well. Don't get too close because right. they could be gone. You know, um, Arrow lasted a, a good long time, and you know, it just it was time for it to go. As sad as it was, because um, the crossover stuff was always my favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, and some of it was handled pretty decently, and some of it they will always screw the pooch. The fact that they you know, had the Justice League basically in the in the Hall of Justice and never really did anything with it was super frustrating. The fact that we had a, a teaser of Gleek from, you know, the Wonder Twins and nothing. We never got a payoff on that. I mean, that was, again, super frustrating. Uh, There's so many great directions they could have gone and just went other directions. And now we have the, I know we're way off Constantine here, but we have the, we just found out that the Superman and Lois have, has nothing to do with the other shows it's not connected to them at all it's a different universe and he kind of looks you know he looks like the super superman that was on there in their universe that's the only connection the costume is different everything's different so i guess we're off so there's no hope of connecting them together at all so but i mean you know and the cw has been doing that like with random reboots for a while now i mean you know they did they tried to reboot roswell that went yep that went yeah. Um, Charmed. Yep. They rebooted Charmed. I know that. I think that actually made it three seasons, though. Yeah. Yeah. They did okay with it. They did okay with it. At least that one I got kind of right. Right. But uh, it's hard. I think it's really hard. I think it's really hard to, even with things like content counts and think character. Now you have Matt Ryan. He's the epitome of it. What else do you do? Right. How else? Uh, Why if he, they never threw him in with Lucifer, I will never know. Right, right. Why didn't we do that? That could have been. I mean, they had they though. had that brief, like, and it's super brief. Like they bring him on to do, it's just a brief encounter with Lucifer in the club. Yeah, but like, you had that was an easy get, right? That's an easy thing to do and make it just magical for people, especially nowadays where everybody's you know into cross connecting. All the Marvel movies are connected together, including the TV shows. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know some people feel like they're getting sick of it, and other people are like, yeah, give. I'm of the club of give me more. 
Yeah. Right. I'm no, dead. Like I, I, I love, I love DC properties. Like I love DC. Have yeah. loved DC forever. I was never an Avengers fan girl. I was yeah. never a Spider-Man fan girl. Um, I was really into like Batman, less Hellblazer. Obviously, Hellblazer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've successfully outed myself here. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, it just frustrates me because we have these great characters that they can do such wonderful things with. Yeah. And they just keep letting me down. Hawkeye yeah. series, I'm looking at you. Um, and I'm just well, like, that's, guys. That's Marvel. Except I mean, that's DC. Marvel. But yeah, no. But like, it's the same kind of deal, though. Like, yeah, no, DC, has, DC has the CW. And we've talked about this. D, like, the DC. Like, bleh, I'm dying here. Um, Where's that? This why? is kind of, this is kind of like last night when you couldn't stay online. I know. Um, you were not feeling taking over the show. Right, I, I, was, I was totally superfluous to that conversation. <laughs> I cannot do words tonight. No. Um, but yeah, like the CW, again, like we have those issues with the CW shows. And then like the fact that nothing connects up, um, like even like movie wise, they can't figure out what it is they're doing. Um, they they feel, doing, like, they feel like they want to connect them, but don't. I don't know. You know what I mean? We kind of have the Snyder verse, but now we're going to die. And, and wants to you know, die. we fucked it up really hard. So let's just yeah. make another Hardcore. Batman movie. Oh, yeah. And then we that fucked shit. that one real hard. So let's make another Joker movie. And we're going to um, fuck it real hard with the musical version. <laughs> Absolutely. Y'all, I, mm, mm, I have, I mean, I think it was, real, I have a real hate for that film. Like, I, I have a real too. hate. I think they should have just, I mean, they should have just left it where they yeah. left it in him, just, you know. Just, yeah. No, See, I mean, literally, there was no part of that. Else. There was no part of that that was going to come out well. Like, no part of it. And well, rather I mean, than, like, embracing that, I mean, because it, that particular Joker, and again, we are so far off Constantine, but at least we're in the same universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This time. In the DC um, universe. With the fact that I can't, apparently, I keep conflating the two, so go go me. Okay. Um, if you bring in a Joker and you connect it at the very end to Batman, and you're not planning on I mean, are they planning on building a universe where he's in, then you actually get to see Batman eventually? If you so don't, it's like five. So, like, how is well, that work? Yeah, I mean, they, they keep threatening to feel like he's not the Joker we know. He's like an original version of the Joker, and then we get a different version of the Joker later on, who's taking up the mantle, almost like Batman Beyond, where like the Joker was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that type of thing. But which was really solid. The show, I love Batman. Yeah, 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 like I mean, let's. let's this is, this is not going to be on this show where we hate on it. Like, yeah. no, that they need to, they need to finally get off their ass and do, you know, my, uh, Michael Keaton as old man, you know, Bruce, and you know what I mean, and get somebody in there to be Terry. I mean, and just Michael Keaton has been has been like, fine, fuck it, like I am going to return to the superhero genre, and he did. Yeah, well, you know, he obviously did Birdman, and then he did he does um, Spider Man. Yep. And it's just like, and he's just like, yeah, no, I got this. Hey, in the suit for two movies, like I mean, that's pretty awesome, you know. And oh, for the was pretty much like, retired at that point. Like he was pretty much like, yeah, I'm kind of done. No real hatred for Hollywood or anything like that. Just kind of like, yeah, I'm at my ranch, and I don't feel like traveling back and forth anymore. I'm old enough. I did my time. I got plenty of money. Why bother? And they're like, oh, well, it could be Batman again. I guess I really liked that. Why I not? Think he liked it. I think yeah. he liked it. I think he was super excited about it. And he's super uh, excited getting the suit in the suit. Um, I think he really dug it. And I think, I, you know, I think you're right. I think it'd be really interesting to bring back Michael Keaton, Batman specifically. Yeah. Like, I can't really think of anybody else that I'd want to see come back. I, I would like to see another Ben Affleck. I want to see his Batman movie with him as Batman again. 
Um, because we don't really see Batman. We see a lot of Bruce Wayne out of him. We do. And the Batman we got, I, for me, it was lots of bits of wonderful. Yeah, stuck because in shape. really, really understood what Batman is, which is Batman is super smart and super rich, and he can build weird shit. Mm-hmm. And he like, fight. There was none of this, like, there was none of this, like, pseudo Asian inspired spiritualism that we got with, <clears throat> you know, that other. That other friend. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but he was, he was an excellent fighter. He was, you know, pissed off. He was afraid. And you also, know. Affleck is huge. Yeah. He really right? bulked. Like, he, he bulked looked, up. He looked like some of the more recent Batman versions. Yeah, he totally uh, like I've got a couple of covers costumes. framed. And I wasn't like, a huge fan of the costume in Justice League. They kind of make it like teched out a little bit. Yeah, but that works. That works because there are a number of situations where Batman actually has like that super armored bat suit thing going on. Oh, yeah, I know it drives me crazy. It absolutely drives me crazy. <laughs> it I'm not, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not that it's not a good that it's not it's a good thing or a bad so thing. It's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. When you it see kind of, like it kind of isn't though, because like Batman is ultimately a dude. Uh, yeah, he's going up against powers. Superman. Yeah. But no, no, like he's that going up, he's going up against Alien Jesus. No, I have no problem with him being the text, the mech suit for Superman, because in Bat, you know, Dark Knight Returns, that's exactly what he did. I, you have to do that. You're going to go toe to toe with Superman, and you have to pull out all your toys and all your kryptonite and everything you can do. That I don't have a problem with. It's when you're using like a bat suit that has like the goggles and all these like weird attachments to the uniform that seem kind of extra Kevlar protection mechanical stuff. Like, it's even like in a the tactical uniform. version of the '60s Batman. Yeah, I don't need it. I just, I just <laughs> want the. <laughs> Seriously, are you gonna, t- are you gonna tell me that you're not gonna be like that? That bat, bat shark repellent isn't like one of your favorite things. It, it totally is one of my favorite things, but like, <laughs> you remain the suit the entire time. Like, there weren't other versions of the suit. It was just that suit. Right. The cardboard little, you know, logo on the front. And, you know, it just. And like that epic sort of pleather and it, like, where it had like the eyebrows painted on. Yeah, the eyebrows painted on. The, the, oh. the, 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 the utility belt was basically like sponge or cardboard. And you could see when like it, this when it was sponge. And you could, you could see all the, especially when it's high and depth. Occasionally the dance belt would slip and it would be really awkward. Yep. He pulls out giant shields from behind his cape and immediately sticks up his ass, I guess. I I really don't really know how he makes it disappear, but it's just gone. Uh, don't drop the soap, but there's. <laughs> um, oh, and that's all. But the, but the, you know, Batman's a ninja. We don't need to armor him up, a la the the Gotham games. You know, the Arkham Asylum games. Like, I, I so love I those. those. I love those games. Some of my favorite games to play. I didn't need, especially by the last one, Ultra Mech Warrior Batman. Like, it just was so unnecessary. Except that they're trying, I mean, they're trying to come up with something new. Like, and that's really. So you have to make a new costume every time. And the know, they, have to, they have to give you options to upgrade so that you can actually per, to like do those missions so that you can get the elements yeah. to upgrade and blah, 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 blah. Right. I'm I get with it. The tech part of it, but I don't need like, okay, he's got better chest tech armor. Doesn't need it, but get better, you know, sonar stuff, get better armor, get better weapons inside utility belt. That all works for me. I got a cough. <laughs> Thank you for announcing it. <laughs> All right, so Marco's dying over there. There we go. I'm back. Listen to me. I'm back. Um, So, yeah, uh, you know, just 
I don't need that. I don't need any of that stuff. And changing, like Constantine, changing the costumes is just unnecessary. You know, change the look. Just, the feel. I'm not going to go on the white sets. We're not going to the white sets tonight. I, I, you know, I'm not dying on that. That's the other problem with Constantine, right? Okay, so let's talk about actually like the film for a second and, and just the, the, the color palette that they use. Yeah. Um, it's the same black that we had in the Matrix. And it's just like, I, but it doesn't work here. And they even, they even put Rachel Weiss's character in yeah. the same color palette. Right. And everything is muted and everything is crazy, except, of course, like the institutional green. There's um, the green. I was going to say there's the, the Matrix right. green in there. I, so that's not even the Matrix green, man. Like that is like health facility green. Yeah, like, that yep. that is legit. Yep. And um, also, fun fact, that green is not calming and it makes everybody crazier and it just sort of sends us all into a spiral. So well done. Well it's done, cool. America. Um, yeah, there's real science behind that, actually. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so like, I mean, but it's all Disney super muted, and it's all, and it's all just kind of, and it's just like, okay, and we put, and we literally put Rachel Weisz's character in a mirror almost of what Constantine is wearing, like almost like to the point that she steals one of his shirts, and because like Keanu Reeves in two thousand five weighs approximately three pounds, it fits her. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He does. Like every time he, he turns around, he like disappears. He's no John Wick at this point. No, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but and but he still does like some crazy shit. I mean, we get some like pretty epic Matrix jumps because there's this mm -hmm. that that whole like when Angie gets ripped away um, by Gabriel, I think. Or I think it is Gabriel. If you're Jason still on, I'm sure he'll correct us. Right. I, either way, it doesn't really matter because none of that was important. Like, Mammon wasn't really important at all. We get, like, this random Mexican dude that, mm -hmm. like, keeps advancing holding the Lance of Longinus um, because apparently, and also um, they didn't think we were smart enough to know what the Lance of Longinus is and it's, it's like, and I'm like, dude literally everybody who is sitting in this fucking theater right now has seen all of Evangelion, man. Like, Come on. Yeah, if you're gonna go to a Constantine movie, you have to. I mean, it's it's not an A-list character. It's not like Batman. Like, okay, I know this. What's going on? You have to really know and have studied this character to and love. I think to that's actually why movie. they decided to create this new mythos with like that they were trying to explore, and they had to basically. And they they do borrow elements from yeah. Hellblazer, but yeah. Hellblazer. I mean, the Hellblazer ran forever, and. So there was so much to dis to distill that they, sure. had, they felt like they had to make it available to people who were not fans of the comic. And to be fair, I think again, all that backstory in two hours. So you can borrow elements from it. So in this is in their defense. You can't shove that all into two hours, even though like, you know, Snyder tried and Batman v Superman. He tried to snide in Stefan as many storylines as he possibly could into one movie. Um, real thoughts about that. <laughs> I'm sure you do, and I'm glad you do. It chaps my ass every time I think about it. I hate it, it so much. I hate chaps it so much. I ass. hate that movie. Yeah, oh, I, I even hate it more like than what they did with Superman. I have a love-hate for those movies, especially Batman v Superman, right? The whole Martha thing. Obviously, everybody knows that's the biggest out, stupid out thing you've ever seen in your life, but like, I love the Batman. I love... Borrowing from really one of stupid. the greatest storylines. I love the introduction of Wonder Woman, though. You know what I mean? Like that was a great introduction for Wonder Woman to me. You know her 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 battle and when when uh, 
their version, I'll say their version of Doomsday, like knocks her back and she just tilts her heads and smiles and then jumps at the bastard. Like, like that, like, I'm going to fuck you up now, dude. Like that was pitch perfect. She's like, I yes. got you. You know what I mean? Like that was like, like I basically stood up and cheered. You know what I mean? It's like, that was awesome. Like that was the right thing to do. You know, but, Dot has just nailed it. She really has. And I'm glad, you know, I'm so glad she did. You know, I, I want to see more of her in that role. You know, I think she's really owned that role and it didn't just seem like a paycheck to her. She really loves that character and wants to do it right. She wants to do that character justice. And that's what you want to see in any of these movies. And we, I don't want her. I don't want her story as Wonder Woman to end in 1984. No, I know. I don't want that to be. The and last also one. BT dubs. Let us never bring Chris Pine back. Oh, we're we done. Don't, I know. I know it's unnecessary at this point. He can just be gone. But like even in the old TV show, they brought him back, right? They brought Kyle Wagner back in so a different even they changed the, the timeline, like they changed where when she was in history, from like season one to two or two to three, I forget. I think it's one and two. But, um, I think that's, but, but that was kind of but that's the problem of the seventies, right? Like because you know, Linda Carter managed again, Linda Carter wasn't like her role. grandson or something, wasn't it like his grandson or something like that? Yeah. 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 So Linda Carter takes this role and owns it. And yeah. like and she unapologetically kicks ass. Yeah. And that is not something that happened in the 70s. I mean, even in terms of say like Bionic Woman, there's always this kind of like awareness that there's got to be a dude in the background somehow that's gonna yeah. fix the problem. Yeah. And Linda Carter's Wonder Woman didn't really do that. So they sort of they have Trevor Steve Trevor come in. Um Basically, to be her lowest lane. Yeah. To always be the one getting in trouble, and she has to keep saving them. I mean, and I loved was, it. Loved it. Loved, loved it. it. Loved it. Man, loved I saw that. that on syndication, watched it in my grandmother's living room, yep. and, you know, may or may not have had an awakening. Just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, but it was just so. Okay. Brian. I am going to get to Peter Samari. Like, we're going to get there, my dude. Hold, right. on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait for but it. I still want I still want to rhapsodize about Wonder Woman like right, Wonder Woman a little bit longer. Um so like I love seeing these people who take these characters. I mean Margot Robbie was You want to rant about it? I do. <laughs> there you go. I got to be back on brand. I got to pull it back on brand whenever possible. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised. Oh no, nope. I see the hat. I see the hat. <laughs> Listen, there was a request made last night. I can't, you know. <laughs> I mean, I was, I, you know, I came on it. I'm like, what the hell? You're wearing something that's not branded. I know. What's, go I know. what's going on, Marco? Like, it's, not, sure. it's like I don't even know you anymore. I made um, sure. Hey, get me my entertainment rats hat. <laughs> get me the hat. Well, yeah, like, I mean, but we have these great women in the DC universe, right? Like, I mean, say what you will about Margot Robbie and Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn. Um, Margot Robbie owns that shit. Yeah, I just don't like what they did to her in the last suicide. In the, in the suicide. So, so, wow, I got, I got your disease tonight. The Suicide Squad movie. I don't, I don't really like what they did with her. I think they really shoved her to the side and made her, other than that one like hallway scene where she's busting out and just kicking ass with all the animation around it, which I thought was fun. I mean, it's, you know, it's a goofy, silly movie anyway. When you have a giant shark walking around trying to eat everybody, you know, it, it is what it is. And a big starfish walking down the street. Like it is what it is. Um, but beyond that, she was just like having the weird scene with the, with the, you know, the drug lord guy. And just, I don't know, they just kind of like put her to the back. 
in that movie, and I didn't really like that. No, no, and I, mean, I, I actually like, like because of the reviews, people. because of the reviews, and because of the discussion about what they did with Harley Quinn, I was just like, I'm gonna give this one a pass. Yeah, I, I, I watched it because I'll watch, you know, I'll watch just about anything. If it's in my genre, it's in my wheelhouse, I'll watch it. I didn't see Birds of Prey yet, but I will end up watching it eventually. Um, um, it is also an underrated film. I think it got a lot of unreasonable hate. I mean, it's not a perfect film by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I am not saying that. I think it got, but I do think it got a lot of unwarranted hate. So here's my being female driven. Even though I haven't seen it, going into that movie, when you look at that movie and you see the other characters that are in that movie, the other heroes that weren't the, all the basically the birds of prey, none of them scream the characters that I know. I know who they are, but you wait, don't recognize any of them. Wait, wait and watch the movie and then we'll talk. Okay. Wait and watch the movie and then we'll talk. Um, because I don't, because I think there's a, there's parts of that that you're missing um, that aren't going to make as nearly as much sense to you until you've seen the film. And, you know, right. like, I get it. I understand your frustration. Like, the costuming's weird. Like, yeah. you know, which to me, with- oh, knowing me, that's one of my biggest bones of contention with any I movie. I do. I do. I get it. But, like, this is more a prequel to that. Yep. And so they haven't have. quite, they haven't quite right. figured it out yet. In fact, they literally end up working that out at the end of the film. So like I said, just, just wait and sort of watch it. And then we can talk about it. Um, and don't <laughs> sort of watch it. Like do another effing origin story. Some yeah, but I really like how they did this one. need an origin story. I like how they did this one. Um, and what's interesting about this one is it's it's very much self-driven in a way that a lot of the origin stories for character for comic characters are not. Like they're all in response to an event or whatever. They're very reactionary. And and yes, um Harley Quinn does end up like there is some of that that happens. Um I mean, Ooh. yes, that's true. That's yeah. very true because we needed we need first off we needed to dump um, Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah, and which I'm okay with. I, I have no struggle with that. I think that's I think he's absolutely right. We had to get past the the Joker and make yes. her independent. Yes. She didn't need him, so yes. we can leave that crap behind. But I mean, it okay really ends up. But it really ends up being like um, it really ends up being a Harley centric movie, and it and ends yeah. up being like this this whole. There, it's very empowering in a lot of ways, and I like how they handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I just watch it and then we'll talk. Okay, All right, I'll watch it. Hopefully, I'll get it to this weekend and I will talk about it because I want to like it. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm not saying I don't like it because I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. But it's just like looking at it from the outside, even though it's well within my wheelhouse. I'm like, none of that screams like, okay, that's Bertinelli. She's Huntress. I don't see Huntress there at all. None of the previews. Nothing. She's nothing is showing me Huntress, but it's, I mean, how long is the movie? Let's say it's an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes. I want to see an hour and a half of Huntress. I don't want to see Huntress become Huntress. I know how she became well, Huntress. Then you're going be, to be pissy. Like you're going to be pissy and we're going to have to fight about it on, on air. Welcome to Marco's world. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else is new, right? Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. But okay, but like talking about like highlights and good things that we see in films that might otherwise not have worked. Let's go back to Peter Stormari. Like that ending sequence is fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. in Constantine. Um, yeah, it has. I, I, was it Brian who said qualities? That? It, it, the sequences it's phenomenal. are phenomenal. Yeah, like, the sequences you know, when are great. when Peter Stormari like 
lower they lower him down to the floor and his feet are covered in tar and he walks forward and he's just like this is probably my favorite role for him mm-hmm. honestly because he managed he just nails it yeah yeah this is not this is not fun Lucifer. this is not tom ellis's fun lucifer this is not the right. sandman lucifer that we're going to see eventually and by god if you cover that and you don't invite me we are no longer <laughs> friends it's over it's been great <laughs> <laughs> Um, the friendships we laughed, we cried. It was a feel good of the summer. Right, right, right. You know, we managed to. What was it? What was it that we were fighting over? Like, I said something that I didn't like, and you were just like, Bruh. I don't remember. Star Wars. I think it was Star Wars. It might have been Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Um. Anyway. It's good. I mean, that I mean, just how they manages to do it. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> Absolutely. He does. We talked about that, and he pulls That's the right. tumors out, and they're like yeah. these nasty just out of spite. I like it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and it's so much better because it's a practical practical effect from two thousand and five. Constantine is one of those films where they use the CGI well. Because mm-hmm. I will say this, having sat down and watched most of it again, yeah, sure. Today, um, I was really expecting it to be very very dated, and it's not. No, um, it does hold up very well. Mm-hmm. It absolutely holds up very well. You know, and I mean, did a really, does, really great job with just making sure the Matrix, it. even the original Matrix, like this, the, the, the CGI actually holds up pretty well. And like this, like you said, this was kind of Matrix light. You know, I mean, they used him because they're coming off of that. But yeah, right. I think they did, uh, which is nice to see. You know, what yeah, I, mean? I mean, so much of those practical effects, so much of it. I mean, yeah, like they for sure CGI like thousands of fucking bugs. But like, OK, fair enough. Um, how else are you going to do that? Bugs. The bugs. <laughs> Right. So many bugs in this movie. Um, I loved uh, the design for the demons. I love the, like the headless design for, for the demons. I thought that was fantastic and how they managed to do that. Um, But yeah. And then, right. And so we go back to this, this iconic sequence at the end and like, you see it in the trailer, right? Like where, you know, Satan is just like, fuck it and shatters all the glass and then he walks through it because like he doesn't exist on the same time frame that we do um and all of this is taking is is taking place in the amount of time that it takes constantine to blow to bleed out which mm-hmm. is not that doesn't take that long guys no like no. and they even make a point where he can't like live he can't function with his hands don't function anymore because he slices the tendons and the ligaments Yep. Um, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that. But even beyond the Stormari moment, my favorite, favorite film moment of the film is Gabriel. When Gabriel falls down and he, she, it, I don't know, pick your pronoun, um, is wearing, you know, that white outfit. And then like their arms are covered in, hospital name tags because that's calling mm. back to the symbolism from Isabel's death um, and and all the things that she's pulled out of like she's pulled out of hell effectively um, it's I mean Tilda Swinton is just bonkers batshit enough yeah. to carry it off just, it's I love it I, I also really but she's love Tilda's wonderful I, I, I just enjoy watching to do what she does you know what I mean like just I don't know. I, I, you know it's it's it, bonkers, man. Like, I mean, it's bonkers. And she picks the weirdest shit to do. <laughs> she she really does. does. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, no, Tilda Swinton is in fact a goddamn chameleon. Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't really think, I can't really think of any other, I mean, I think Ruby Rose could do that kind of Gabriel now. Mm. But I can't think of anybody else who would carry off that level of, I mean, I guess we could possibly do Ezra Miller, but like Ezra Miller's so icky that I don't want any more. Yeah. I think we're done with Ezra. Yeah. You guys have to just sort of ride off into the sunset, try to avoid some jail time and just do what Ezra can do. You know, it, we, yeah. we, we just, we need to, we need to move on from it, from, from Ezra. Yeah. You know, um, that's one of the ones I don't mind ignoring. <laughs> okay. Let's just ignore. But again, if you don't watch the crazy, you have to. You have to <laughs> otherwise, it's you know. But then again, you, we don't know if we're gonna get. We don't know if we're gonna get like super crazy Flash either. Yeah. Um. Why is it a no for you? <laughs> right, Icky is putting it mildly. Yeah, exactly. Icky is putting it mildly. You know, it just kind of. But if you don't, you have but to understand. Again, like, learn from the crazy, because otherwise, somebody will do it too. So but if you don't so much of this time. crazy. Like, have you seen the the headlines about like the guy who plays Homelander? Apparently, he's yeah. literally trying to channel Homelander. Yeah, but I I feel like he's another one of those sort of like method type of dudes. Like, dude, it's yeah, five but like I mean, you know, the beating the, the shit home. out of some dude in Spain. Like, there's yeah, yeah. a limit, man. There's yeah, limit. And, and and I've never done what they do right i don't sit there for uh, 12 14 hours a day having to live and breathe and, and, and eat and shit these characters and you have to get into the side of their head and do all stuff but at some point you have to be better at it you know get some good therapy get you know get a good bottle of something and hang up the cape when you leave and leave it in your, you know what i mean leave it in wardrobe and go home and just be you you know what i mean so I, it literally i think the only person who's managed I mean, yeah, like for yeah, sure. he is. And like and, and which and which and which which actor are we talking about here? Like Ezra Absolutely. Miller, like Homelander. Like, Homelander. I think he's talking about Homelander, but both? it is. <laughs> it could be uh, both. But yeah, which I think to be, which to be fair, I mean, like that is exactly who Homelander is supposed to be. I was also a huge fan of the boys. And it amazed both. me. Both. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like it amazed me, like talking about the boys because we are now like, all right, fuck it, <laughs> like, wait, bye, Constantine. We're we done. Talk about pretty much anything we want at this point. We've we've covered Constantine through and through. I think right. uh, from what that back to it, we can, but we've really covered Constantine for as much as it really deserves to be. Um, I got to admit, like I'm super shocked at the people who are suddenly suddenly going. You mean, you mean the boys is anti conservative? Yeah. <laughs> Where have you been? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, and I've Where? never read the comics. Like, I've always meant to read the comics. I just never did. Oh, and it's all Jason, there. Well, Brian's going to go. Brian, we'll see you later. Hi, Brian. Awesome uh, episode this week, sir. I really enjoyed it uh, from the Three Geeky Dad podcast. Yeah, I have no idea who this dude is. Yeah, Bye. Brian's one of, the, one of the three slash four geeky dads. Um, great, great show this week. Uh, really good. It's really funny stuff. If you ever get a chance, I, I like to promote their show all the time. If you get a chance, you got you to gotta listen to the three geeky dads. Um, I'm sorry. I thought this was part of your like podcast skirmish. <laughs> podcast wars? <laughs> it's, it's a mild skirmish. <laughs> those guys are fantastic. We love those guys. I can't wait to get them all on the show at one time. Our group, their group, it's it's gonna be a nightmare, it's gonna but, it's gonna awesome. but it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be off the gonna hook. Be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of people. It's gonna be a lot of people to manage at one time. So right? we'll like, I mean, Bruno's gonna be out. screaming over folks. It's gonna be yeah. 
Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to get make sure my webcam is up to speed and I'm hardwired into the Wi-Fi or to the to the network. That's right. So like none of none of what happened last night. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I need to be here. I'm out, bitches, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, so the boys going back to this. So the boys comes out in um, the mid '90s, roughly. I think it was like 1995, and it's a like Vaught is literally supposed to be Blackwater. Yeah. Right. And it's supposed to be lampooning the entire like Bush era like situation. And I get maybe not knowing because the boys mm -hmm. is kind of it, it, the boys is kind of like not a huge title, right? I mean, it's one of those yeah off brand whatever. It's kind of like Invincible, like something you didn't necessarily hear yeah. of. But they're like, oh, so there's a cartoon. Like, oh, what, what is this? this? Oh, it's a comic. Which yeah. was fucking amazeballs. Can we talk about oh, how amazing Invincible was? Oh my um, god. First episode. I need I need more of it. Like where, where uh, Amazon? Everybody. Amazon, where are you? Yeah, it be more. They, we know there's going to be more. Um, um, just and now we put up so much shit. Yeah. Rough timing of everything, so yeah. we'll get some but, more of that. But I mean, yeah, but the boys have been able to pump out. You know, and pardon the. Oh, I know, and it's like, puns. even though even though Wee Huey doesn't actually look like we like Wee Huey is actually not. He doesn't look like he's supposed to. Right. And this is fun because in the first season, Huey's dad is played by Simon Pegg, um, who was the actual inspiration for Wee Huey. Like they literally pick up his face and then like adapt it. And then that's the character. So do you think they just, not that they couldn't get him, but like he was obligated to I think others? He was just too old. Couldn't be in the series. I think he was just too old, and he had other things to do. Like he was isn't too old he, to be. Isn't he, do, isn't he just in the Mission Impossible movies as well as doing other stuff like Star Wars or anything like that? He, I, I think he know. is. He's been in. He's been in a few of the Mission Impossible movies. So I mean, that is true. Been busy doing true. that. Too. But you know, like we've established that I have lost track of the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> like, like I mean, periodically, like my husband and I will look at each other and be like, "Okay, so we know this is a Mission Impossible movie." Did we see it? Yeah, have we seen this one? Let's see, Irredeemable is a good comic like The Boys yep. and Invincible. Haven't yep. picked that one up either. It's been so long. I've been too busy buying pop figures. I haven't had a chance. <laughs> Marco's like, I need to take out another mortgage. Yeah. Well, no, now with the new school location, we might be thinning out that herd of pop figures. Thinning that herd up a little bit. Maybe I don't need all the ad icon ones that I have and some I mean, let's stragglers. not lie. You're literally going to take them to the school and display them in your office. I already have some. I have all my karate-based ones. My Bruce Lee's, Chuck Norris. Uh, there's a few heroes. A couple of my Bob Ross. A couple of my Bob, open Bob Ross. A couple of open uh, Batman and Superman and Michael Scott from The Office. Yeah, there's a few in there that I have, but mostly like my Kato, Bruce Lee, my Johnny and, and uh, Daniel from uh, Karate Kid from the Cobra Kai. Not the, I wish I had the Karate Kid ones, but I have the Cobra Kai versions. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with Greg. It's more money well spent, but you know, at some points, you know, some of them have to go. Some of that, because I I have four hundred eighty two of them. Where the <laughs> fuck am I ever going to display them? I get a man cave. There's no way you're displaying that many in one room. It's not happening. I mean, it's going to be floor to ceiling. Yeah, I don't want to do. <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to do floor to ceiling. I want to have shelving. I want to do stuff, but like, I want other things on the walls too. So. Might be time to thin the herd. Like I'm not, a, I'm not gonna lie. Like our man cave is so confused. No, but I'm an in the box collector too. I have them all pretty much in the box. Ninety nine point nine percent of them are in box, solely with protectors. Um, so that makes Shock it even harder. Bay. 
right? It's even harder to display them because they're just the box obviously takes up so much space. If I was not a box collector, it wouldn't be that bad. You can type you know, for my husband, it's literally like the Warhammer figures, which are smaller, but they have still managed to take over. Like our den is literally an enclosed garage because the lady we bought the house from was just fucking nuts. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like she was fucking nuts. Like she carved a dog door in the master bedroom wall. There was an actual door to the outside mm. 10 feet from the dog door in question. But that's where the dog wanted to go out, kept banging its head against the wall. And it's, and it was literally sized for this gone awful teacup poodle that, you know, has been shrunk to the point where it no longer is continent because it's, so it's a rat hole. Just... It's, a rat hole. It's, like a, it's like a Tom and Jerry. Jerry went through that hole. Yes. yes. Got it. <laughs> and then we didn't realize it when we bought the house um, because she had like a dresser in front of it. Um, and then, you know, like, and my husband was, of course, in Turkey, and I was here, and so I'm just like, and I'm doing the final walkthrough, and I'm like, what the fuck is this hole in the wall? That's uh, yeah, no, she was nuts, man. That's like, crazy. Nuts. Maybe we button that up first. Maybe that's one of the things we do first when we renovate. We right. button up that weird <laughs> hole. Yeah, no, like, Robert had to go get some cancer in a can and fix it. Yep. Yeah, let's patch um, that up. Let's yeah. patch that up. I was like, I do not need, I do not need a, a, a hole going to the exterior in my bedroom. Like, cheer, no. please and thank you. Like, let's, yeah. that. let's just button that right up. So, yeah. Oh, boy. All right, Marie. We had a, an hour. <laughs> Marco's like, I'm done with you now. This is, I mean, this is it's an hour and 12. We, we, we yep. crushed Constantine really well. I know. We um, stayed on topic comparatively. We did. We did right to the level of the last 12 minutes. I mean, go us. Virtual high fives for Marie. Uh, <laughs> pop. Stupid Brio. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the trash. I look for. I look forward to you fixing that. But yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, right go watch Birds of Prey, and then we'll talk. Yes, I get the Birds of Prey. What are we? What are we going to be up to next, Marie? That's a good question. I think it's your turn to pick because I picked the last two. I think you're right. I think all right. I'll get back to you because it's eleven o'clock and my brain is fried. I've been up since early. We took Christian for his first COVID shot today, so and we we had literally had the first appointment. I, I so walked in. For you, I walked like, in. So there was nobody in the waiting room. Nothing. We got a shot. I walked out. It was packed in the waiting room. Like in the five minutes we were in the office, like I had to fill out one form. They gave him the shot, and we're out of there. Oh, we can't even do it in the doctor's office. We literally have to go to like Walgreens. And oh and yeah, some of our like our Walgreens or whatever won't do it. Some of them like they won't do it because they don't want the liability for well, under. I mean, under yeah, no, like I mean, we just we had their we had their well check um like two weeks ago. Not, not even two weeks ago, like last week. And we were all like, Thank you, Craig. Can we do? Yes, thank you, Jason. Can we do? Can we do this? Can we do this? And they're like, Yeah, we would, but we don't have it. So you're going to have to go to Walgreens. And I'm like, What good are you? Yeah, we 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 made sure we our doctor's office, you know, his pediatrician called and said we are getting the shots. And then he made the first appointment available. Mm -hmm. So I went this morning and that's all good. He cried for two seconds and held me. And then he was fine. He moves, he moves on pretty quickly from things. So that was really good. Yeah, that's so I'm I'm spent as you can imagine because then I had to go and you know take him take him you know came back home take him to where his babysitting hey, dude. drive to I'm my also, I'm also talking about the new space like that was interesting and so it was a uh, it was a it's been a congratulations long. again on the new space super thank you we're super excited we're super duper excited so hopefully uh, by November we'll be in there October should be the build out and uh, or November we'll be teaching classes in the new space so start looking for some of the social media stuff on our 
Instagram and Facebook. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. We keep an April entertainment rants going. In fact, next Sunday we have our long day of podcasting. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing next Sunday? We are doing, I know it's all like fodder. We're just chatting at each other now live while we're on the show, but that's okay. It's kind of what we this do. Is called, this is literally called promoting your future work. So it really is. It's, it's content. It's content. Um, we're doing the second half of the Obi-Wan series. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I froze or if you froze, but I feel like maybe, I, I feel like the internet gods have been like, yeah, no, we're done, Marco. <laughs> what happened? Where, where'd it go? So we're doing. You have pissed I off did. the internet gods. So, like, let's just call it. Yeah, I disagree. How'd that happen? How'd that happen? Um, so, we're doing uh, Doctor Strange 2 and mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers with uh, uh, Bob Hoskins, right? And we're doing uh, both the Kill Bill movies. We do the Kill Bill stuff. That's the plan, anyway. So, I have to rewatch. The Mario Brothers and uh, the Kill Bill movies. It's so awful. It really is. The Kill Bill, I know backwards and forwards. You know, there's no, no but I'm going to watch them again anyway because I just love the movie. So why not watch them again? So, uh, so, fun fact, I've never actually seen them in English. Really? Yeah, I've never seen them in English. Like, they came out when I was um, living in France. And so, like, uh, so I, I, I know them, I've, I've yeah. seen them, but like, <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I, I have no idea what they sound like in English. Right, what they're supposed to sound like, right? The actual actors' voices, yeah. Right, like, I have no idea. Worth another, they're worth another rewatch. Beyond, I mean, I, I love those movies. I have the Bride Sword. It's really sharp. Um, cut a pillow back with it. I, I gotta say, I'm a little shocked to hear that. Not Why? that you have the sword, but that it's sharp. no, no, that it's that's what it's yeah. yeah, for some reason, it's like it's it was you know, it's a sword you can buy online. It was just really really sharp when it came out of the. I'm all right, I'll take it. So, um, because I collect, Sorry, Hanzo. Yeah. I still have that one. I have the uh, Michonne sword from Walking Dead. I have, you know, of course, a Highlander, so a couple of Highlander swords and whatnot. I had a Daywalker sword at one point. I got rid of that one. Um, yeah, the collection is the collection's there. <laughs> so, um, it's time to start thinning out the herd. It's, it's definitely going to be because eventually we're going to move and we're going to thin out the herd. I'm going to travel light, but uh, yeah. So the, the new space can be exciting, and uh, we're, we're ready to get going on it. We're ready to rock and roll. So there it is. There's me in a nutshell. So, all right, Marie, thank Good you. Good luck. Godspeed, my friend. Thank uh, you, as always. Excellent show. <laughs> this was super fun. Thank you, and, guys. Thank you, Brian and Jason, for watching and commenting. Yes. yes. And Derek, as well, who liked us oh, in yeah. Parish. Parish Patton, Patton on uh, as well for some reactions online. Thank you all very much. Uh, make sure you check out Marie on the Trekkers Delight uh, podcast. And where else can they find you, Marie? I am at Game Industry News, where I do game reviews for indie games on Modern Gamer, and I write a weekly Star Trek column. Nice. Everyone's shocked to hear that. Nice. And I know you got some other stuff coming up in the works. We're not going to talk about it unless you're ready to, when you're ready to talk about it. When you're ready to talk about the new stuff you have coming up, you let me know. Uh, no. So like, let's let's be real. So I, I we are also like some girlfriends of mine from law school and I are actually going to start a weird shit, uh, a legal shit podcast. So um, certainly look for that. It's going to be yes. super fun. Um, we are literally going to start with the um, famous McDonald's tort case, mostly because it's like readily accessible for me. Right. <laughs> Right. All right. Yeah. Well, let me know when that's obviously let me know when it's kind of obviously, obviously. And it's going to be super fun. Yeah. Um, but anyway, obviously, thank you, Marco, for having me. It's a blast as always. As always. And we are Entertainment Rants at EntertainmentRants.com. Find us online and uh, email us at EngageEntertainmentRants.com. And uh, 
we'll hopefully we'll see everybody soon and I'll get the outro going and uh, you know keep ranting everybody bye <laughs>